Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast episode number 55. I am one of your hosts, Josh, sitting across the airwaves on the other side of, of the state, I guess. Maybe not the other side, but it's Greg, uh, uh, Greg, uh, the movie guy. What's up? Uh, to my left is uh, the Scream Queen herself, Maddie. Hi, kids. And it's not the other side of the state, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the other and then side there's, of the county? Yeah, whatever. Maybe. He's in fucking Omaha, okay? I'm sorry. And then the, the doctor of everything else is Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, we're just going to kick it right off, uh, going right into it. We watched a trailer. Tonight is a uh, trailer is uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, who wants to start? Well, I'll start because, well, I mean, tonight is basically my fault all the way around, I guess, because I picked the trailer, I picked the movie, and uh, so I'll, I'll talk about it first. reason I picked this is because, uh, well, James Wan is attached to it. And also mm-hmm. that it is being advertised as kind of a, a horror film as opposed to a hero film. So I threw this one out there. We saw the trailer. And it, to me, it was more of a teaser mm-hmm. than a trailer because yeah. it didn't really give much substance. It was mostly just clips, about 35 different clips all thrown in a row yeah, without sure. much binding it together. It definitely had some horror elements to it, but I still don't know what it is. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I think when you shared that trailer, I was like, is there anything that James Wan is not attached to anymore? Because his name's on everything. But I also think that everything he touches lately is pretty much kind of gold. He's doing pretty well on everything he puts his name on uh, for the most part. I don't know anything really about Swamp Thing. Um, I was asking questions during the trailer and uh, those those questions got answered, and I was corrected pretty quick on some of those questions. Um, I'm not even going to throw them out there because they're fucking stupid questions. Um, it, but- was, it wasn't a stupid question because when you think of Swamp Thing, I, my mind went to the same place yours did, where yeah. it was the whole trauma thing yeah. with the uh, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, right. Uh, yes, there was a comic book of Toxic Avenger as well after his creation. However, with Swamp Thing in the DC universe, he's more of an anti-hero. So I can see where it kind of fits into horror genre or even a subgenre. Yeah. So I could see him fitting into that. But I just, from this trailer, I just didn't get much of what the movie was about. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Maddie? As I said before we started, um, I really like James Wan, but I really hate every DC movie I've ever seen. So honestly, unless this just gets like insane rave reviews, I'm going to sit it out. Yeah, I, I don't know what the movie's about. Yeah, well, it is, it's weird, too, because it's not going to be a theatrical release. I thought when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a theatrical release kind of thing. But when we were watching it at the end, it was like, it's DC Universe. There's a streaming thing for DC Universe or whatever. And I I had no idea that even existed. So yep, yeah. I so, think that's kind of weird. Yeah, I was really surprised by that as well to see that at the end of the trailer because I had thought that it was going to be a theatrical release as well. Greg, what do you think? I, I agree that it's definitely more of a teaser than it is a, a trailer of what the movie is about. But here's the, the issue that I'm having with it. It looks really, really creepy. 
really intriguing and really enticing in the trailer. But is that what we're going to get come release? This is the big thing that I've been noticing about horror movies recently is these trailers really, really suck you in. And then as soon as you step into the theaters, as soon as you pull the trigger on it, you get a giant swift kick to the balls because they are not as good as the trailer. So I, I'm, I'm looking at this thing with a grain of salt thinking I really kind of want to see it. But do I? So I, I will probably check it out. And I don't know if it's going to be like an immediate viewing. But at some point, I would like to check it out and see what all is going on and what all they do with the Swamp Thing character as a horror type movie but i'm i'm going in with red alert raised <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough it does look good and like it looks mm-hmm. beautiful it looks like beautifully shot and i like the look of uh the swamp thing and everything but yeah i don't know if like beyond it i don't know if i'd go to the streaming site to check this yeah, out. yeah i don't i don't know that i would go out of my way to check this yeah, one out for sure i did think it was kind of weird that they showed the swamp thing in the trailer i feel like a lot of like these kind of like monster movies to not do that but you know to each their own whatever whatever they want to do i guess is fine yeah so um i mean i guess that's pretty much the trailer wrap yep. up comes I mean, out may 31st on dcuniverse.net cool um so let's just swing into news does everybody have news no Maddie's the news. Greg, do you have news? The what? The what? He's not even here and he still figured out a way to do it. Well, Greg, you got news, right? I'm on to you, Josh. What's your news, Greg? No, I don't. Oh, you don't have news either? Wow. I have a feeling this is going to be like a really short cast this time. Yeah, it might be. But our topic, we might be able to dive into some. Yeah. So, um, I feel like if Greg does not bring news, then you guys can't do the news. But I've got news. Ah, fuck. See? Uh, well, why don't you, do you want to start, Patrick? I you can got, start. How many do you got? I just have one. You have one? And it's not like really big news, but it's news. I'll take it. That uh, Netflix has canceled Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, it's some bullshit. I, I think it is. And it, I mean, because season three, I thought was really, really solid. Yeah. I thought it was a good season. The fans have already hit the Twitterverse to try to save. Mm-hmm. The program, but uh, they said that uh, they've opted to cancel this series. Did they say why? They Netflix generally does not announce why they have canceled mm-hmm. any of their shows. However, there is large speculation that it's with the way they model how they finance these shows as they go through. As in the first season, they pay for all of the production. And then as second season and third season rolls in, then it starts to shift back over to the producers have to become more responsible for that, not mm-hmm. necessarily Netflix as a company. Yeah. So the shows themselves become more and more expensive. Mm. So that's when Netflix decides to drop them. So if they're putting the financial, I guess, burden on the producers and everything, and they're not throwing money at that anymore, yes, can somebody I, take that? Could that go to Hulu or could that go to Prime? I'm sure I mean, that someone could probably try to save it, yeah. I mean, if if who if Netflix isn't going to invest in something and leave it on a fucking cliffhanger, mm-hmm. then I don't know why somebody couldn't just yeah. say, oh, maybe Hulu will pray. And, that's a, and that's a huge disadvantage, and I've said this about Netflix before, is when they, well, and Hulu as well, when they post an entire season at one time and then decide to shut something down, it doesn't give the writers an opportunity to end the show. Yeah. You don't have an opportunity to write an episode that actually brings it to a conclusion that the fans can accept. They just Mm. end a show. 
Well, I kind of wonder if that will change the way that people or that Netflix is approaching series anyway, because it seems like they're only letting their original series run for like a few seasons. So I wonder if people will start writing shows that can wrap up at two or three seasons instead of like something that'll just go forever. But they do storylines that only last a a season. Yeah, yeah. But Cynically to Diet could have easily wrapped on season four. Season four could have been the end of that. Mm -hmm. It would have ended on a... I think a good note because mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot more they could do with it, but they could at least got, had a chance to to finish it and let the characters kind of finish their story and their journey of, of where they're going because it, it it ends on a real cliffhanger. Season three does, and I think so, I think four to five seasons is probably a good run for any show. Yeah, I think yeah, Walking so too. Dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bummer, and it's really weird because they announced when season four was coming back earlier. In the month, they, right? It's like March fourth of twenty twenty or whatever. Yeah, Netflix uh, Santa Clarita Diet was coming back, and now the cancellation. And now, the, now and then they canceled it all. It sucks. Time, so. But you know, so. if you loved it, go out, join the Twitterverse, see if you can save it. Yeah, and that's all I've got for the news. That's cool. Yeah, my news wasn't uh, really huge either, but I did share it in the the group message as well, um, and I was really excited because they are remaking Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Yes, um, which I have never actually seen Salem's Lot. I am that guy. I also, but it's also a fucking like three hour movie. This, well, this is the first time it's or, been made into an actual movie. Okay. Both of the adaptations so far have been made for TV. Toby Hooper made one. The first that one. That was for TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was with, yeah, David Soul. And then they did a miniseries, correct? Or was that it? It, it was a miniseries. Okay. But I've never seen Salem's Lot. So. And um, then there was the Rob Lowe version of it, which was not good. Okay. So it's gone through some. Variations, I yep. guess. Yep. Uh, has there ever been a good adaptation of Sam's you know? The, I thought the first one was pretty good, but I was pretty young at gotcha. that time, and um, so I enjoyed it. And plus, the fact that I'm really excited about this, okay, because Salem's Lot is one of my favorite Stephen King books. It, it, it's one that scared the crap out of me. I would used to read it at night, and it would just keep me up at night. So I'm really excited that they're finally doing an actual movie of this and not just a made-for-TV version because they can throw the gore at this one. They can make it an R-rated one if they want to. And I'm glad that James Wan is attached to it because I know that there's an opportunity for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you posted that, and I was like, I was so excited. The same writers that did uh, the It remake Mm -hmm. um, are on it as well. There's not a release date. There's not anything, uh, a ton of details on the remake uh, besides what you already said about James Bond yeah. and everything. But I'm oddly excited for something I've never actually seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think Stephen King is such an amazing story writer, and I, I'm i a huge fan of his books too, but I feel like a lot of his early adaptations of his work have were not good. No. Some well, of lot, them yeah. are great, some, but a lot of them fall flat on their face. So I think... A lot of his early adaptations were because he was writing the screenplays for them as well. He's a great novelist. He's a horrible screenwriter. Yeah, and so I think it's great to see these good stories like being told like they should and being mm-hmm. given the justice that they need. Because, yeah. as I said, as much as I enjoy a lot of earlier Stephen King movies... I will happily admit that they're not good, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was my news. Uh, like I said, not not uh, a huge topic, but uh, something that I will definitely keep my eye on for sure. So yep, cool. that would be the uh, the news. The what? 
the news. That was the news. News, news. I thought Greg left you hanging there for a second. That's what I thought. He's going to be. He's going to be. They're fumbling with his phone. I can't take it off mute. He's even Patrick hanging. What we've been watching? What have we been watching? Who's been watching what? Who wants to talk about what they've been watching? I'll go. I've been watching Game of Thrones. Yes. Of course. And then um, a couple casts ago, either the last one or the one before, I said I had watched a 1986-ish movie called House, and I actually watched the second one of it. And it's actually, I liked it a lot better than I liked the first one. It was really goofy and fun, and I don't think it was a horror movie, but it was one of those I don't really think it was meant to be. It just kind of like dipped its toe in the horror genre a bit and but it was a fun one not one i'd probably revisit but just something light cool yeah uh greg so i was fortunate to acquire opening night opening like the first showing of the avengers endgame on thursday that was my big achievement for the week i got to see that and then i actually went and saw it on uh, saturday and it was extremely pleased i've uh Already got my my blog post dropped on GregTheMovieGuy.com. Go and check that out and share it with your friends. Really excited with what they did with it. I feel like it was a great uh, a great closing to this almost uh, well not almost but uh, decade long uh, saga that was going on. Greg, did you say you saw it twice? I've seen it twice so far. Yes. Wow. Jeez, okay. man. Good for you. That's an investment. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I've, I've got an opportunity to see it Tuesday too if I want to. Jesus. So. <laughs> but you already know how it ends, so why go again, all right? Because it's that good. Yeah, all right, cool. So, Greg, with the Avengers, then, without giving spoilers, I had heard that there, there's nothing at the end, but there's something at the end. Did you sit through the credits? As far as, like, a post-credit scene? Yeah. I There's no spoilers in this. There is absolutely no post-credit scene. I sat through the that's, entire that's thing. What I heard okay. There was nothing. Yeah, because yeah, um, I had heard will- that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, the the only thing that you'd want to sit through is, like, the initial, these are the actors in the in the cast, because that's actually pretty cool what they did with it. Okay. But once it starts rolling credits, like, bottom of the screen to top of the screen rolling credits, there's nothing that happens after okay. that. Okay, I think that's maybe what I heard was, was that there was something with the first part of the credits, and there yeah. wasn't yeah. a Yeah, if you stay there. through that, it is pretty cool what they did with that. Okay. Otherwise, after, uh, again, once credits roll, it's that's that's it. Awesome. So. Cool. Anything else, Greg? Um, you know, not really. This week has been uh, stupid busy for me, and I, I barely had enough time to really <laughs> bring my head above water than uh, to watch anything else. So, and you were too busy watching the Avengers multiple times. <laughs> well, I mean, that is six hours worth yeah. of movie right yeah, there. That's, so, yeah. yes, that that's very true. <laughs> that's a lot, Patrick. What do you got? Yeah, I have had a little bit of time to fit some watching, some viewing, some screen time. Uh, with everything else going on, uh, I have caught up on Game of Thrones, which I'm really excited about. Watched the rest of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season two. It got really dark this season. I thought it was really good. Interested to see where they go from there. There's a show on there. Now, we covered the movie After Dot Life a few weeks ago, but there's a show on Netflix called Afterlife, written and directed by Ricky Gervais. Mm. And. Uh, guys, I got to tell you, Ricky Gervais to me is just an amazing individual. He's so creative. He's so good. Uh, he has a couple, maybe three shows on Netflix. And I say just check his stuff out. 
he is so good. It is just a slice of life when he writes. So Afterlife, check that out. And then I, my wife and I were able to get out into the actual theaters and we caught La Llorona. Yeah. And I know that three of us have seen that. Greg, did you see? say you said that? I know you're muted, so I'll talk for just another second here while you get unmuted. I- I uh, I have wanted to see it. I just have not had a chance to. So maybe this oh, okay. week or th- in the next coming weeks, I will. Okay, I thought you. I thought I had read in the message group that you had seen that. But yeah, mm. Josh, I know you had seen it. And yeah, you weren't as impressed as maybe I was. I gotcha. And I I will say that I liked it. Okay, I will say it's not my favorite of the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. To me, it was pretty vanilla Hollywood horror. Mm-hmm. Is how I would describe much, it. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't elated walking out either. Yeah. So, Patrick, does it kind of fall under that thing? Like when I had talked about the Swamp Thing trailer, where the trailer just gives it so much more oomph, and then the movie just kind of takes it flat on its face? Uh, no, not even that. It doesn't I, fall flat. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't fall flat. I mean, it has its amount of tension and everything else. But like I said, it's. I think it falls within the average line of the Conjuring series quality. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, was that it for everybody? Yeah, that's it for my yeah. what I've been watching. I mean, the one, the only thing I wrote down for what I've been watching because I've been doing a lot of like writing lately. So like, and I just can't. I used to like watch movies while I would try to write, and then I would discover at the end of that movie, I just watched the movie and I didn't write a fucking thing. So. I have a writing goal now, so the movies have been put to the side, um, and now i got to try to get back into watching more shit because I haven't done that. Um, so the big movie that I, I kind of saw this last week was Curse of La Llorona, and um, it had this really desperate kind of reach to attach itself to the Conjuring universe. I didn't know 100% uh, before talking to Patrick that it was attached to the Conjuring universe, and I was wondering how they were going to do that. And then no spoilers or anything, but it's literally a 30 second yeah, shot. It's, it is so um, in the movie that is this kind of a desperate attempt at kind of connecting it with the rest of the conjuring. And it really kind of irritated me a little bit. I also thought that it was just full, like every fucking two minutes it had jump scares in that movie. I felt like, and I would rather have five really good jump scares over 30 jump scares in a movie. That was just too much. I was over it and I was done. By the end of that movie, I was like, oh my God, like, please calm down on the jump scares. It's just, it wasn't necessary. The best part of that movie and the only thing that really got me through that movie was I went with my brother and my dad and my dad laughed every time a fucking jump scare came out. <laughs> and uh, I knew, so I knew he was having a good time. And so I could just hear my dad, like, to my left, laughing his ass off every time one of those came up. So that was at least kind of enjoyable watching him. and Because he dug it. He enjoyed the movie <laughs> a lot. But I don't think he's seen the rest of the Conjuring movies at all. But yeah, for me, uh, like Patrick said, it was pretty vanilla. It falls just above uh, The Nun. Like, The Nun, for me, was right. the dog shit of The Conjuring. <laughs> and then La Llorona was kind of... Uh, then, then I guess Annabelle and then La Llorona, but oof, it, yeah. Yeah. And, and like you had said, the connection to the Conjuring universe is very flimsy. It's such yeah. a, it's such a thin line It was not, to put it in there. It was almost, they didn't need to do it. Yeah. Annabelle Comes Home though was uh, a trailer they played yes. in front of it. Yes. And that actually looks, like, looks really, really good. good. We'll see how much longer they can uh, drag this Conjuring thing out. Yeah. Um, they've been going. Be- yeah. It's becoming the fucking Marvel universe and- 
there's got to be an end to it. So. You know, uh, one piece of news that we did miss was oh yeah, uh, shit. I was, was just thinking that uh, Warren. Yeah, she passed away. Yep, she. Did. I thought we talked about that for some reason on the last podcast. No. I don't know why, but it happened um, just this last week. Yeah, so uh, she was ninety-two. Yeah, and she was a big part of uh, actually being on set and helping out. Is it Vera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of work her way through playing that part. So we'll see how much uh, further it goes now that she's uh, passed away. Maybe they can get away with more because they were there. There was like all these clauses in the contracts that they couldn't depict them in a certain way. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, interesting. Because they, the Warrens, they were not necessarily nice people. They weren't necessarily liked people either. No. So yeah, and there was also a third person involved in their relationship oh, and really? all sorts of different fun facts. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, is that kind of the what we've been watching? Did we, yeah. Did you hit everybody? Cool. The topic that we're going to hit tonight that I'm actually really excited, as Maddie brought it up. Uh, yes, and thank you for saving me on that, Maddie, because yeah. the one I had picked sucked balls. I didn't think it sucked that bad, though. I was uh, ready to kind of tackle it. I think I was kind of, I thought it was going to be kind of interesting. I but, thought it was a little too stodgy, a little too stiff. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Maddie for the win, because uh, she swooped in and threw out a couple good topic ideas. Uh, so tonight uh, we're going to cover the horror starter pack. Uh, which is horror films for non-horror fans. And kind of, uh, we're going to do a top five. Uh, we're going to each throw out just five films that we think um, non-horror fans would enjoy. So, uh, but before we kind of get started, and I'm going to start with Maddie. It was her topic, so I'll let her start. Uh, but before we going to go, I'd like to just get an idea of how you built your list. So, go ahead, Maddie. So, since I am such a huge horror fan uh i get a lot of texts around halloween from friends that aren't fans of horror but around halloween everyone wants to watch a horror movie Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a struggle for me just because this is such a huge part of what i watch i don't know what's not scary anymore yeah for sure Uh, we've all talked about being really jaded but i have some go-tos and what i kind of look for in a horror movie to recommend to a non-horror fan there's kind of two sections like kind of steer people towards but then i have kind of like my top five that i kind of am like here you go i do tend to steer people towards 80s horror movies because even though they're fun and good they're kind of campy i don't think they're really scary anymore i also do tend to direct people to a lot of stephen king movies because they kind of fall more in that sci-fi than horror there's nothing like really terrifying in a good majority of them Um, But the five that I have here are horror movies that we've talked... I know we're going to tackle this in a little bit. uh, The whole, um, is this a horror movie thing? Yeah, yeah. Most Mm -hmm. All the movies that I have here, except for like maybe two, are movies that I'd be like, eh, is this really a horror movie? It's kind of more of a thriller or something like that. Mm -hmm. I could just be a huge dick and tell people to go watch uh, Serbian films and be like, (laughs) you will never see anything worse and it's fine, but it, it just depends on who I'm talking to, I guess, when I go about recommending a horror movie to people that, you know, that's not their thing. Cool. So what's your, uh, I guess, countdown or whatever. What's your first uh, horror film? My first horror film, and I recommend this movie to everybody, is Trick or Treat. Cool. It's just, to me, it's a fun movie. Uh, to me, there's a couple maybe like jump scares in there. It's not super gory. I don't know. I just think it's a fun, cute movie that gotcha. I've never, even like my sister does not like horror movies anymore and she watched it and she was like, oh, that was fine. 
Mm-hmm. So cool. So that's my number one. The number one. Cool. Greg. So, uh, yeah, start with your uh, first horror film that you'd recommend, but uh, tell us first how you built your list. So when I when I think of setting up or somebody coming and asking me, hey, I want to get into horror movies, where should I start? What I want to do is I want to give them the best opportunity to really dive into what the genre is because you look at different genres like action and comedy and thriller. Well, not really even thriller. Uh, drama was the other one I was looking for. And there's not really a whole lot of sub-genres within those. And if there are, it's few and far between. Whereas horror, you've got like triple, quadruple the amount of subgenres that any of these other genres can have. So there's a lot of different horrors that people can get into. And I think that everybody has their own place within the horror genre that they should be able to like. So when somebody comes to me and asks, hey, I want to get into horror – what what would you recommend for me? I would be like, okay, well, here's five subgenres that I think would be a good place to jump off at. Cool. And so uh, that's that's kind of where I'm taking my portion of this with. And so the first one that I would recommend would be from the slasher genre, and that would be Halloween. Cool. That's a good yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good starter. I feel like uh, I also sat at home and I kind of feel like I guessed Greg's list. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that, we, that would have um, been a fun thing to do where we all kind of guess what yeah. the other person's going to pick out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that could have ended in us taking a little break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Maddie. Hellraiser. Yeah, I guessed it. Yeah. I was like, Hellraiser. I actually no way. didn't put Hellraiser on my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patrick. All right. Before I jump in, I just want to say uh, hello to Tony Crumpton, who's joined us online there. Hi, Tony. And a big shout out to Tony because uh, we at Midnight Fright Films have actually done one of his uh, shorts. He's a prolific screenwriter. He's He's a fucking screenwriter. Yeah, he's written a hell of a lot of stuff. I'm going to be working on another one of his projects coming up. So if you have a chance to, to see any of his stuff, just go out, Google him, Tony Crumpton. And a lot of people have done his scripts, so check him out. Really good dude, really great writer, uh, and we're glad that he joined us here. And he also says that, you know, every movie ever made is a horror movie to someone. Cool. And that's... Bro, that's that's deep. So, and also, we should probably have Tony on the show sometime. We should probably bring him on as a a guest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we can can call in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if Greg can phone it in, anybody can phone it in. Tony's, yeah, Tony's been volunteered. Sorry, Tony. (laughs) So the way that I picked my list was that I approached it from the point of view of me recommending a movie to someone who has maybe seen one or two horror movies in their lives. And they're saying to me, pick something that maybe I would like that's fairly safe. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So it's not necessarily a list of my favorites, but a list of things that I think they would probably enjoy. But it's also based on what I think they could handle. And so uh, my list is like five different subgenres of it okay. with two picks in each subgenre. So okay, cool. I'm just going with my first subgenre, which is horror comedy. And I will always suggest Shaun of the Dead. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good and pick. then next to that, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yep. Less inclined one. to do that one because you have to kind of understand slasher movies to get the humor behind that one. Yeah. So I would probably say Shaun of the Dead first. Cool. Yeah. Like uh, the way I kind of went about building my list was I am married to probably the most non-horror fan ever in the universe my wife gets uh, dra- uh, dragged to uh, horror films all the time. She's a real trooper when it comes to that. She takes a lot of shit. So 
Um, I drag her to these films all the time. She is anxiety inducing for her. So I actually sat down with her and kind of chatted with her for a second. And so I built my list, not necessarily for my wife, but I was like, if I got a chance to show a non-horror fan horror films, how would I ease them in to this genre? And like a big thing is for me is like wanting to show non-horror fans that this genre can be a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just kind of give and ease into it, um, there's a shit ton of really fun horror films out. Not a lot of them on my list are fun, but I just wanted to find a way to uh, how I would ease somebody in. So my first pick on my list was uh, The Monster Squad. That is how I would ease somebody into (laughs) a horror genre because it's not, I mean, I think, would you call it a horror film? No. I'm not going to get this, no, this fucking discussion. No, we're not playing that game. But, um, but uh, yeah, The Monster Squad, I think, is a great uh, way to ease in to the genre. It's uh, not really scary, but there are some spots in that movie that make you a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, I just think it's a ton of fun. So, yeah, my first pick for the topic is The Monster Squad. Maddie? Um, My second pick, I've said before on here that I really like classic horror movies. And I think that's another really good place to get started just because they're not scary anymore. I hope. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that would find them scary. But my next pick is actually uh, Vincent Price's House on Haunted Hill. Mm, That's a favorite of mine. And I do think it's just I, I think it sets a total Halloween mood. I've played it in the background of parties before. I don't know, I just think it's a fun movie, and I think it's a really good, you know, starter film for... I'd probably recommend that to someone who, like, wanted to watch a horror movie but was, like, terrified of them, because I, there's nothing scary in that movie. Gotcha. gotcha. Maddie, if there, was, if there was ever a movie I could go back and watch in the time that it was released, it would be Vincent Price's House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that, I, I love Vincent Price. He's amazing. Absolutely. I completely agree. 100%. Cool. Greg, what was your next pick? So for my next one, I am going to kind of coattail off of uh, Patrick's choice here. Again, switching to subgenres and going with a horror comedy for those that, you know, they, they want to be scared. They kind of want to understand what the horror genre is about, but they don't want to be like throwing a Serbian film or something like that. <laughs> <Maddie>. <laughs> um, is Serbian film a horror comedy? Yeah. No, cool. no, no, no. I'm saying you don't want to throw them into the deep end. Um, I would, I would recommend Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, that's a great. Oh, pick. that's a good yeah. one. I think there's enough balance in there between the horror and the comedy. It keeps it light, but you, you get that some of those horrific elements in there, which is kind of a nice ease in to the genre. How many times can we say ease in on this show? Yeah. No. Sounds really dirty. <laughs> Just ease it. Just ease or it. Lubricating the horror non-horror fans. Patrick, yeah. lubricate their minds. <laughs> the next subgenre that I had on my list is more along the lines of Asian horror. Yeah. So I'm going one. with Tried and True Ringu. Oh, cool. which is really good. Ooh. Yeah. But but if they like something that's a little more fast-paced. I would suggest Train to Basan. Yeah, awesome. That's a good one. Fantastic. Yeah. So those are my that's that's my second choices. Cool. Um yeah, Sid, again, uh talking to my wife. Um so her suggestion was uh she was a real big fan of the witches. She thought the witches was scary when she was younger. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. That movie The Witches, yeah. I didn't write it down, 
But that was one of the movies that she did talk about when I was talking to her. But she was like, if you were going to throw out a classic horror film to ease in in a horror fan, what would you pick? And I went with Jaws. And um, I I took Jaws off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I took the Jaws off the list when we did our March Madness. Greg had Jaws in my bracket because I was like, dude, it's a... It's an action adventure more than it is really a horror film, but mm-hmm. it has horror elements. And so if I'm going to uh, show somebody a classic, but not like completely just throw them to the bloody wolves, I would show them Jaws. So Jaws is my next pick. Sweet. My next pick is kind of a guilty pleasure movie for me. It's Jennifer's Body. That's a good that is a movie. Good, that's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, like, I don't know. To me, this is like the mean girls of horror. And... <laughs> I think it kind of lives in the horror comedy world, I think. It has been a little bit since I've seen it, but I do remember really enjoying this movie the couple times that I did watch it. And it's fun. It's light. I don't know. It kind of has that. It's kind of a girly horror movie, I guess. But I think it's a good one. I think Jennifer's Body is a a good watch. Yeah, it definitely is. is. Yeah, and I so. can see how that's a, a guilty pleasure because most people wouldn't want to admit that they like that movie because of the lead actress. I'm on here like but, every other cast saying how much I love Freddy versus Jason. That's so true. I don't that's think true. I can be ashamed of my that's horror true. choices. <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you got? Uh, so for my next one, I, I kind of got a little uh, tripped up here. I was trying to figure out a good creature feature because horror movies are about the, the creatures that have been created in there. And I think it's a one of the more important subgenres of the, the horror genre. And I really could not find a good creature feature. So... I decided to go with the one movie that inca- that could encompass all creature features, and that was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah good pick. Okay. Yeah, yep, good one. definitely. <laughs> I think one of the best creature features that we've covered on the cast was a movie called The Monster. The Monster. Yeah. Um, the Monster. I think yep, that's a great reason uh, for a non-horror fan. I wanted to put a uh, – oh, uh, Patrick, you're next. I'm sorry. I fucking just skipped no, That's you. all right. That's go. all right. Uh, the next subgenre for me was Paranormal. So I threw in Last Shift okay. for that mm-hmm. one or The Conjuring. Uh, to yep. me, The Conjuring's a little safer than Last yeah. Shift. I don't know. It's uh, way safer. Yeah. Oh, no, I actually think Last Shift is way safer. It's, it's way safer? Yeah. Okay. I think it is, but that's just me. Well, it's the difference between indie and Hollywood It's the in, difference, those, in those two movies. I also think it's the difference between uh, showing you and letting, letting your, your mind, mind take fucking care create of it. True. everything. True. So. I agree. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I squeeze the zombie film in here on the list because I'm a fan of that uh, subgenre. And I could have put Cooties because um, Cooties is a fucking fucking film. That's a great and film. And I could have put Zombieland because Zombieland is a ton of fun. But if I'm going to show anybody a fucking zombie film, like to start off uh, the zombie film of all zombie films, I think every non-horror genre fan should see Train to Busan. Train to Busan's not only like a great like horror film, but it's a horror film with a lot of fucking like heart into yep. it. And it tugs at every single emotion uh, while you're watching that movie. So I would go as far as creating great characters too. train to Busan is the way I would go. So that's my third pick. My next one is actually three films, but I recommend them all for the same reason. And they're from the same creator. And that's uh, Pan's Labyrinth, The Orphanage, mm-hmm. and The Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Those are all, I'd put them a little bit more in the drama thriller category, but they're all very dark, but they're beautiful 
beautifully told movies. My favorite movie of all time is actually The Devil's Backbone. Fantastic, yeah. And I would definitely recommend those for horror fans because I think you can... Non-horror fans, excuse me, because I think you can watch them and just appreciate that they're amazing movies um, Mm -hmm. without really knowing putting a little sneaky on you, not knowing that they kind of exist in that horror genre sure, as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'd recommend those to like people who are fans of drama and just mm-hmm. like, you know, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Del Toro is in a fantastic storyteller. Yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah. Greg, go. Um, so my next one uh, is actually one of my lesser favorite type of horror subgenres, but I believe it holds one of the most important parts of the actual genre, and that was Possession. And uh, I, in there, I threw two movies in. Uh, the Exorcist, obviously having never seen it, but knowing how important and how iconic it is as a horror movie, it's, it's one that has to be mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then I also threw The Conjuring in there as well. Cool. Patrick? Next subgenre for me was kind of like the slasher type one. And you guys are probably going to be surprised to hear that I would suggest these to people. Because these are movies that that you think I don't like, probably in general. But I think in the. No. (laughs) And this isn't quite. No, this is. I I, I said slasher. I'm going to take it a bit further. It's more gore. So, Saw. I'm throwing out there. Yeah, so that's a good choice. Because I think it's a good introduction to – because it's not as bad as – Hostel. Hostel or even yeah, any gotcha. of the subsequent Saw movies after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I think that's a good introduction. And Terrifier just because it's fun. Terrifier is a Because it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It gets pretty damn gross, but it's also humorous gross in yeah. a way sometimes. So those are two that I would suggest, but with you know an asterisk next to it. Just yeah. saying – Hey, you know, if you want to check this out, just keep in mind it can get pretty gross. Yeah, these yeah. are these would be like I think those two would be maybe for like people that ha- like horror but want to go further, yeah, right? For sure. Like, yeah, who are going to start going down that? It's like, hey, I, I liked your first few <laughs> suggestions. What's the next step? Type yeah. thing. Yeah, and but those are two that I would I would throw out. So. Yeah, so that's a great choice because I don't think anybody would watch Saul the way you did. Uh, does that make sense? Like, I don't think anybody I, would I sit approached there and it way that too fucking movie. analytically. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. Well, um, and that's my mom is not a huge, huge fan of those super gory movies, but she actually ended up sitting down when I was watching Saw and she watched it with me and she liked it a lot because, like, it does have riddled with plot holes that it is. It keeps your interest because mm-hmm. it does have those crazy twists at the yeah. end and that kind of makes up for the fact that. They're sawing people's feet off and shit, so... Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, like, uh, I had to make sure I at least put one bloody fucking movie on my list. And this is a movie I'd totally show my wife, because it's it's an easy watch, and it's a fun watch, but it's bloody as all hell. And I'm a huge fan of Fetty Alvarez, so I put Fetty Alvarez's uh, version of Evil Dead Mm. on my list. I think that movie is a shit ton of fun. I just... I'm a fan of his. I could have put Don't Breathe on there whatever else but i think evil dead is his masterpiece right now so that's my pick my last pick is kind of what patrick was saying this is for the people that want to go a little further and that is house of a thousand corpses oh fantastic i think oh yeah yeah it's just a i think it's a super fun movie Mm -hmm. and like i think it's more disturbing than outright scary i guess yeah. like some of the as my sister said there are people like this out there yeah <laughs> and yeah. um but i remember showing 
this movie to someone in high school that really wasn't a big fan of horror, not because she thought they were scary, but yeah. because she just wasn't a fan of them and she loved this movie it's just it's a good time i think yeah. and it's i think it's the perfect halloween movie one th- of the perfect i think halloween that movie's movies. more visually gross than scary yeah yeah there's yeah. some you know shit happening but like i and i could tell that like rob zombie was having fun with it and yeah. i do think that really shows yeah. cool greg what's your last pick uh so for my last one i i went with the psychological horror movie uh just as another good way to ease in, lube up, however you want to put it, the uh, the brand new fan into the horror genre. And I, I have another two movies that I would recommend for them. First one would be Silence of the Lambs. Perfect. Um, and then second one, I would recommend Get Out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that was actually, that almost landed on my list as well. Get Out's a great choice. Similar to those choices, I went with something that's a little safer for everybody. The Quiet Place. Yep. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. where I was yep. going. That and, almost made my list too. And then I almost picked Get Out for the other one, but I chose instead Us. Oh, yep. That oh. was another one that was tossed around. Too. Yeah. So Jordan Peele is a great intro to people. I that think are, he is. Yeah. Um, non horror fans. So I wrapped up my list uh, with a movie that's already been mentioned twice. Gonna throw it out there anyway, um, because this was the movie that actually halted uh, my wife. And so, like I said, I brought my wife in on this conversation because. Like I said, she's the kind of the biggest non-horror genre fan I know. And uh, that was The Conjuring. Uh, made it about 40, maybe 40 minutes into that movie mm. and tapped out because it was just a little too anxiety-inducing for her. And uh, like I said, uh, you build more in your mind what's happening in that movie than, than anything. And I think those are the kind of movies that fuck with people more than any other movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see all the blood on the screen I want to, but if you make me think about what's actually behind uh, door number one, it's a little more scary. So yeah. uh, The Conjuring uh, was the wrap-up on my list. So I thought that was a cool topic. Um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, if there's any non, I guess, horror fans that really listen no. to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, well, thanks for can hanging we, out. But, honorable uh, mention, can we throw those out? Uh, if you got some honorable mentions, throw them out there. Yeah, for sure. You have some great. Yeah, I just, I had two. I do agree with Matt. There should always there should be a, uh, a Stephen King movie and a list like this because of what he's done for the genre and what he's brought to it. The Shining. Yep, The um, Shining was a good one. And then the the second honorable mention. I I love it. I love throwing it out there. And I feel if you're looking for a movie that's going to truly scare the absolute crap out of you. Go with Last Shift. Yep, that's also a really good pick. So. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Greg, you were like, when uh, you were talking, it was like doing that weird tunnel sound. And, oh, yeah. And Maddie wrote down, is he getting abducted? Uh, Maddie, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, the aliens are easing it in. Yeah. You know, I don't. I feel like when people ask me about this, I have a lot of act, like real horror fans that are like, What's an extreme movie that you would recommend? Gotcha. And normally, kind of my extreme picks that I tell people are, I always recommend I spit on your grave. Uh, If people really want to fuck themselves up, I say, go watch a Serbian film. I have it. Have a good time. Don't talk to me for a while. Um, I don't know. So as I said, I normally get asked the more hardcore ones instead of, I don't think anyone wants to talk to me about (laughs) horror movies if they're not a horror fan <laughs> cool patrick you got any no i i, I had 
you know, side B's for all of mine. So cool. I think I covered everything. Cool. Like I said, uh, you know, I thought uh, Cooties was a lot of a lot of fun, and like a lot of the fun ones were kind of mentioned. You know, Tucker and Dale was mentioned. Coward in the Woods was mentioned. Those are all great intros. Like I said, Cooties, Krampus. Uh, better watch out. Almost landed on my list, but oh, then yeah. it, it kind of didn't. Mm. Uh, uh, babysitter could have uh, landed on that. The list. Could have landed. Yeah, there's a ton of oh, really yeah. fun horror films out there that um, if you need to be kind of just introduced and kind of a baby stepped in to the genre. Well, even Scream could have been. Scream would have been a great yeah. option. Yeah, you know, check some of those uh, tamer, more tame horror films out. And kind of uh, baby step your way. I'm trying my best not to say ease <laughs> in. Baby just step say, your way just into this. In. Right. In. And, and once again, we're talking to like we're talking to people who aren't into horror. And if you're not into horror, why are you listening to us? But yeah. if you have friends, you know, take that into consideration. <laughs> but if you're not into horror and you're looking to get into horror, this is a great place to come and hang out and, and uh, listen anyway. Because this is a safe place. It is yeah. a safe place. Yeah. I will say, though, like there is <laughs> there is nothing I love more than like introducing non-horror fans to horror movies i think that's so fun there are so many movies that i love that i just keep around not really to watch again but i love watching them with other people who Mm -hmm. haven't seen them before because like when i'm watching a horror movie a lot of times i'm watching it with my boyfriend or my best friend who are both hardcore horror fans and so we're not freaking out we're sitting there going oh look at his eyeball there it goes like so we're not getting freaked out but like watching it with someone else who is like freaked out can kind of you know change your experience when yeah, i first watched definitely. paranormal activity i watched it with a bunch of girls in this creepy apartment and we're all sitting there like hyping each other up and i liked it a lot more than when i watched it later and was like what is this shit yeah. so like i think who you gotcha. watch the movie with can also you know really make or break what you're doing for sure so that was a good topic thank you maddie for yeah, yeah, saving no uh, saving that one yeah, let's well, wrap up tonight uh, with our feature really quick. Uh, I don't know if it'll be really quick or not. I but, think it might be pretty quick. Uh, we covered 2018's uh, Suspiria. Uh, Patrick has got deeds. Yes, Suspiria 2018 for rent on Amazon Prime, running two and a half hours. That was rough, guys. You I'm sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare, others will finally wake up. IMDb rating 6.8, Metascore 64, Rotten Tomatoes Critic 66, Rotten Tomato Audience 68, so it's like right in that 65 area for all the critics. Gotcha. Uh, let me talk about why I chose this film. Yeah, please do. Okay. Because yeah. when we did our 30 Days of Horror last year, and then uh-huh. we were winding down to the end of the year recap, our choices for the year best of, this one hit a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on my list to check out as soon as it came out on DVD, etc. And it came out. And I was excited to see this because it was getting these good reviews and everything else. And what I should have done is, first of all, looked at how long the fucking movie was Mm -hmm. because two hours and two and a half hours for a horror film is a really long time to try to sit through and be thrilled for that amount of time. And two, just try to figure out why it received the reviews that it did. If I would have seen that it was... 60 some across the board i probably would not have picked this one 
But like I said, I picked it because it was on a lot of people's top 10 for 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. why I chose the film itself. Also, it's a, it's a remake of uh, Dario Argenta's 1977, I think, version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the original. Yeah. Suspiria. Did anybody watch the original before you watched the remake? I, uh, I did not watch the original. I started to, but after two and a half hours of this one, I couldn't sit through another hour and a half of, yeah. of the original. Gotcha. And Great. that's another thing. Why would you remake it and add mm-hmm. on another hour That's to it? That's in my it? fucking notes. Yeah. 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 But uh, do you just want to start, Patrick? Start I can, us off I can go our... ahead and start. Before you get started, I have to confess, I was not able to watch this movie. I, I did, had no time to do anything this weekend, so I'm going to tap out for a bit. You mean other than watching Avengers twice? <laughs> yeah. This is your job, it. motherfucker. I am, I am totally calling you out on that one. <laughs> I, that's fine. Go ahead. I'd rather see Avengers than this. <laughs> uh, I would agree with you on that. Okay. No, I watched this one. It was it, It's a slow burn. It is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get going. Yep. There are shots that I... To me, this is kind of an art horror film. I don't want to jump into that question of is it horror because I believe it is. It's just really, 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 really slow horror. There was only two scenes in there that I felt really pulled me in Mm -hmm. and got me going on it. And that would be when the main dancer's dancing and then the other person's getting thrown around in the other room because I found that scene to be... Really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this movie anyway. Yeah, it's 2018. Yeah. So it's been out. Get your life together, people. And then the final scene uh-huh. down in the coven area. Yep. That one got me, even though the blood, the CGI blood was horrible yeah. on it. It was at least some action that was going on. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that I felt this movie suffered from, they tried to tackle way too many topics, trying to cover... Anything ranging from the patriarchy to what we should have done with Nazi Germany and all of this other stuff. And the third thing I'm going to knock it for is the fact that they use Tilda Swindon to play three different characters, one being a man. And that was really obvious that she was playing the old psychoanalyst. Mm -hmm. It was so obvious that was her. It and actually the, wasn't. I had. I didn't know that was her. Really? No. Yeah. I just. I, that bothered me. Once I dis. Once I realized that's who it was, it bothered me all the way through. Did you know who the third person was that she played? The the witch with the sunglasses on at the very end. Okay. That was her as well. However, I felt there were things that were done well. I thought the cinematography was really good on it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the choreography that was done in this thing. I thought. Uh, What's her name? Dakota Johnson. Johnson did a really nice job with that. Chloe. Grace Moritz. Grace Moritz was in it, mm-hmm. but she had such a small role. She's in it uh, right at the she, beginning, right? Yeah, she was right yeah. at the beginning. Well, I mean, she was kind of throughout, but she didn't really have much to do other than lay there and look dead. Yeah. So it had some names attached to it. I just felt that I felt it was an art movie. Gotcha. And it just lost me on the horror aspect of it. Cool. Yeah, yep. that, that's my initial thoughts. Cool. Maddie, you want to go? I'm actually going to shock the shit out of you guys from someone who uh, wants every horror movie to be 26 minutes long, and oh, that's no, it. Oh, really? I loved this movie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, going into it, I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> because I saw that two and a half hour thing, and I was like, I can't do it. And I will, as I said before we started, I did break this up into two days. Mm-hmm. Um but 
right away, uh, Chloe Grace, whatever her name is, Mart. I thought her acting in the beginning was terrible. She was way overdone. And so I was just like, oh, fuck, fuck me. I can't watch two and a half hours of this. But I like, didn't she, recognize her at the beginning. Well, she's the like, truth. she got yeah. her, she got that emo thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I half expected her to break out in some My Chemical Romance or some shit. But after she left the screen, because as I said, I was like, oh, shit, I can't watch this for two and a half hours of everybody's this overacted. I really liked this movie, not maybe not as a horror movie, but there was a lot in this movie that kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable. Not, and it's probably nothing that a lot of people would, but I hate being touched. And everyone was so fucking touchy in this movie. And I was just like, why are you touching her? Is there a special reason you need to like pet everybody when you watch? So that made me uncomfortable because I was like, just imagining it. I was like, oh my God. I will say, even though this movie was very, very long, and I'll be 100% honest, I was not, I don't really know what happened. I knew, like, I know, like, the gist of it, but there mm-hmm. was, like, like the political stuff that was kind of going on in the background. I didn't, I knew it was going on, but I didn't know what was going on. But, like, I kind of got the main gist of it. I did think they made an actual effort to, like, not put a bunch of bullshit in this movie. Like, they, they cut through stuff. Like, I think pretty well. Like, when they had conversations, they made sure something else was going on. So they kind of, like, wrapped everything up and was like, okay, let's go. There wasn't a lot that I was like, okay, this is dragging. Like, Mm -hmm. get get going. I don't know. But, like, the whole, like, secret coven thing reminded me a little bit of Martyrs. I know you've seen it. I just got, like, a little Martyrs touch in there. I loved the last, like, 20 minutes of this movie. So much fun. And that was actually, this has been my favorite portrayal of like death or the grim reaper that i've seen in a movie in a very very long time so i yeah i really liked it i wouldn't watch it again (laughs) probably Mm -hmm. just because it was a a sit sit. it was a sit it's a very slow burn but yeah i i really liked it and i'm surprised i liked it this much not that i was going into it expecting not to like it but i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. to like it as much as i did yeah you had mentioned the grim reaper thing that the whole kiss of death at the end was really interesting yeah it was cool and like i i know spoilers i love the end where the like old like saggy woman was saying like oh i was blessed or something Mm -hmm. by mother suspiria and she's like nah bitch that's me like i was just like yeah that to me that whole thing was just yeah that was a good reveal i felt because you you felt the the main character dakota johnson's character was not she was completely naive at the beginning yeah 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 no i think this was a very good pick thank you this not this wasn't a movie i'd watch i would have watched on my own so yeah and from what i understand the original is quite different than this one. So, I did read uh, Mr. Argento was not happy right, with this yeah. one. He was like, you totally ruined the spirit of the movie. So I will go back and watch the original at mm-hmm. some point. But yeah, really liked it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, my big uh, reveal and my I think I have to admit is so I started this movie at one o'clock in the morning last night, oh. not knowing it was two and a half hours long. Yeah. So I missed about 30 or 40 minutes in the middle because I fucking fell asleep and I had to finish the last like hour and a half or so of it today. So there's definitely shit in here I missed because I was sleeping. Um, <laughs> so with that said, and just to get the shit out of the way, the runtime was ridiculous. The original, like you said, was an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they felt the need to add that extra hour. And 
it makes me wonder if the original Suspiria was uh, a little more tight. Because there's definitely spots in here I thought they could have let some stuff go. Yeah. Um, just to shorten the runtime. Um, I don't think they needed everything in there. I uh, The one thing I don't I kind of disagree with you on is I thought Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson were fucking amazing. Like I, th- I love Tilda Swinton. Oh, I didn't. Character of the I didn't. Doctor. I didn't think they were not amazing. I thought their. I thought their acting was really, really good. Except it bothered me knowing that this. I could tell this was a woman playing an old man. Gotcha. And to me, once I discovered that the makeup was horrible, her okay. the her her vocalization for the character was bad because it sounded like you know he maybe he was neutered because his voice was so high at that point and some other yeah, things. Yeah. It just started to bother me once I realized that's who it was. Gotcha for sure. Yeah, I thought uh No, but 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 Tilda Swinton as the leader of the dance company. Tilda Swinton's fucking awesome yeah, anyway, yeah, for yeah. Sure, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I I love her. So gotcha. no, I well, yeah. And that dress she wore the whole time, this is like a total girl thing for me to notice, but I was like, "Bitch, that looks so comfortable. I want to dress like that all the time." Just being a dance company. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fantastic dancer. <laughs> um, but like you said, uh, just to kind of jump on the bandwagon, like the the choreography was amazing. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic. And uh, that last 30 fucking minutes of this movie was bonkers. And that that was a place that put me all in on this movie. Yeah. Um, if more of the movie kind of had more of those spots, mm-hmm. two and a half hours would have been nothing. But getting to that last 30 minutes... I was I got to a point where I was like, okay, please, let's just yeah, it was a labor. let's find it, let's get there. I, I think on, they guys. could have easily taken a oh. half hour out of this movie, and it would have been a really fucking good, really movie. tight yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that last thirty minutes, I was like, oh fuck, I'm all in on this shit. Yeah, let's yeah. keep this stuff going. So um, I didn't hate this movie. I hated the runtime of this movie. Yeah, the actual movie, not knowing what Suspiria is, I fairly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So. That's my thoughts on, on that right. movie. Cool. I do want to mention, even though there was nudity in this movie, I think they handled it very tastefully. Like, it wasn't like, there was titties! Nudity. There was nudity in this like, movie? Like, just really brief. Well, that, that must have been a d- different version than you saw, Yeah, Josh. I didn't see, I didn't see or, any nudity yeah. well, in this movie There was dicks in this movie, and I was just oh, like... Yeah, I saw the dicks. Yeah, I was like... And that scene made me crack up, because I'm like, we all know... What us bitches would be doing if we had magical powers? Well, like, and I on. think that was important at the because you saw it mostly at the end. I think I tell you the truth, I don't remember it anywhere else except in the end, where it was a very cobble dancing and everything else. Of course, there would be nudity at that point because that's part of the ritual itself. Yeah, I was going to say. You apparently, I've never seen a movie where anyone's done black magic with their clothes on. Right. So. It's not. It's not like there was a shower scene or something like that. You know, it, it, where it was all gratuitous. This was yeah. all within the moment of what was going on in the movie. Yeah, I, I think I watched the PG thirteen. You must have seen the PG thirteen version of that. Both in this movie. Remember when she was having like the dreams <laughs> and like it was like flashes of stuff. Mm-hmm. There was like some nudity in there, but as I said, it wasn't like a huge part of the movie and that's that's to me is how if you're gonna put nudity in a movie you put dicks in there to make it even and you just do little flashes it's totally fine yeah Yeah. even in that with the dicks yeah Yeah. Um, but the version Josh saw, I mean it's probably PG-13 I didn't see any other I didn't see nothing but dicks oh okay so but yeah but Uh, (laughs) what are butt dicks um, I mean we could talk about it after the podcast is done okay Um, but yeah I uh, I fairly enjoyed Suspiria all right Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and score this one. Then we uh, rate our movies on the gore score, the fear factor, and our overall rating. 
So, with the gore score, Maddie? I'll give it a five. At the end, it was fairly bloody. They did do a lot of... Like, you knew it was bloody, but like mm-hmm. with the lighting and everything, it wasn't gratuitous, I didn't think. But... Yeah, it was fairly bloody. All right, Josh. Yeah, I was gonna say six seven just for that wow. that that scene alone at the end. There's blood flying everywhere at the end there. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm giving it just for that scene alone. So. I was gonna I was gonna give it a five because to me, part of it that it was obvious CGI when the blood was like flying out of people, yeah, and <laughs> stuff like that. However. There was some disemboweling and stuff like that that was in there where they were removing yeah. body parts yep. and stuff like that. So I would probably bump that back up to a six just because of that. Cool. Fear factor going the same way around. Maddie. I'll give it a three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would have sat in that same spot. Yeah, I think so, I'm going to sit there as fair. well. There was some tension built in there, especially when they, the, the, I can't remember the character's name when she was walking through finding the new rooms and the, oh sarah when she fucking broke her leg oh yeah, god yeah. that was gruesome yeah. yeah yeah okay so yeah and then the overall rating i'm gonna sit with the online reviews and say like a 6.8 7 i was gonna say 6.5 yeah i and i think uh, i fall in line with that too i was gonna say just about a six yep. on it because i do appreciate the parts that were engaging but i stick to the fact that it was at least a half hour too long yeah me, yeah hundred percent yeah, mine like comes from that last 30 minutes i like when that started happening i was mm. like yeah baby i'm happy i sat through this yeah if you can take that one section from like 30 minutes in and then that one section at about an hour and a half in and then the last 30 minutes i think you just got yeah. a really solid movie yeah, yeah so. absolutely cool that's cool. it uh let's uh wrap it up with some plugs who's got plugs i do shockingly go ahead buddy next week may 4th at the alamo draft theater whatever it's called alamo draft house yeah yeah thank you in midtown uh they're having the fashion film and funk festival starts at 6 p.m um eyes of isabel which i was in is in there and then also uh Nemesis 5, which is directed by my friend Dustin Ferguson, and it stars um, another friend of mine, uh, Robert Lankford, in there. So, you know, go check it out. Some local film. I will not be there because it's the Kentucky Derby and I am busy. But, yeah, that's that's something that's happening. And The Eyes of Isabel is a ton of fucking fun. If you're going to talk about fun films, I had a lot of fun with that movie. So you should all go check it out. Yeah, if you're a filmmaker in Nebraska and looking to kind of Get your stuff out there and seen. Right now on Film Freeway, the Prairie Lights Film Festival is still accepting uh, submissions. It's free, and uh, if you've got so if you got a film out there, go check out that page. Uh, submit your film, and uh, let's uh, get it up on the big screen. It's uh, the Prairie Lights uh, Film Festival takes place in October. Um, it's at uh, the Grand Theater in Grand Island. One of my favorite times of the year. So if you're a filmmaker, you should uh, check all that stuff out. It's a good time. That's it for me. Greg, what do you got? I am Greg the Movie Guy, and I am positively writing movie reviews over at gregthemovieguy.com. Nice. Get out your stopwatches. Patrick, go. If you are a fan of the Frightcast, and we know you are, help us out. Make sure that you head over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on, and make sure that you rate and review us. Check us out online at on Twitter, at mfrightcast. You can also catch us out on Facebook and Instagram at Midnight Frightcast. So share, 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 and share some more. Post it on your walls. Tell your friends. And finally, make sure that you check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, pretty much that's the Midnight Frightcast for tonight. For Maddie and Greg and Patrick and myself, uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Ciao.